everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And if you have been following along, we have been talking through many of the keys to freedom that we use in our Mercy homes that help our girls to get freed up and moving forward in life. And we have just been really nailing those one week at a time, really since August. And so last week we kicked into the renewing the mind key and really talked through what that means. What does it mean to renew your mind? Why is it important that we're renewing our mind? And today we're shifting gears to continue that conversation and really talking about how, because as many of you know, especially in outreach and mercy in general, there's something to be said about having a good teaching and knowing it's important, but sometimes we can forget the practical side of it and knowing how to do something. And so today we're really going to just continue our conversation on renewing the mind and how to begin to put those things in place mm-hmm. for our listeners. So excited about that. Absolutely. And I think because this is a really practical one, this really mm-hmm. can be broken down into a, a, a pretty easy, doable process. It's true. Um, and I think I know I get really excited about this one because this is a process that I do on a constant, regular yeah. basis myself. We talked about this some last week, but you know, if you're just now tuning in, you're thinking, oh, renewing the mind, I'm not really struggling mm-hmm. with any of this stuff. I'm <laughs> fine. I'll, you know, tune in next week. Right. I really want to <laughs> encourage you to, to just know that this is important. As we said last week, not just for people who are really struggling through issues or walking through a healing journey right now, but literally for every single believer's life. Mm-hmm. It's just so important that we know how to do this on a regular basis. Right. I just don't believe that the enemy kind of randomly decides, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to pick on her today. Like totally. I think he is in a constant state mm-hmm. of, of just really going after God's children. That's yeah. what he, it's just what he does. And he's a liar and he's a deceiver, as we said last week. So it's not something that you can kind of just like get lazy in <laughs> because I think, the second mm-hmm. that you do and put down your guard, then the enemy will really will, will start to just attack yeah. and, and bring in lies. And I think that before we kind of start talking through the process of it, I, I really think that it's important to understand just simply the power of agreement when mm-hmm. it comes to renewing your mind and, and how important it is to recognize that when a thought enters our minds, we really have a choice in that moment. As we said some last week, you know, there are thoughts that can come to mind that aren't really like our thoughts that the enemy really does plant kind of in our minds. And we actually have a choice. We don't always Mm -hmm. have a choice about every single thought that pops into our heads, but we do have a choice as to what we do with that thought. And, and really there's, there's something powerful just about the simple choice of being able to call out a lie for a lie. And one of the things again, that we unpacked last week was just the importance of knowing the truth of God's word because then you can so much more easily recognize a lie. If you don't know the truth, then you're not going to be able to recognize those. Mm -hmm. Um, But being able to recognize it first, call it out for what it is, and then reject that thought as a lie instead of accepting that lie. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, just the power of agreeing or rejecting lies is really just kind of the very first step and understanding that when a thought enters, I've got to be able to call it out for what it is. So it makes me think of, I've actually heard a few people teach on this when they've talked about lies and truth and renewing our minds, but I just think it's such a powerful example of this, but that federal agents don't actually learn how to spot counterfeit money by studying the counterfeits or the false ones. They actually study genuine bills until they really just master the look of the real thing and the Uh true thing. Then when they see false money, they can easily recognize it because they have so studied what is true and what is real. Because obviously there's probably tons of different ways that people could 
totally counterfeit money. So instead of really focusing on all of what's not true, they just focus on knowing very, 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 very well what is true so that they can easily spot that. So I just think it's a really powerful example for us Mm -hmm. as believers to know that instead of focusing so much on trying to find a bunch of lies, like really focus ourselves on like finding what is true and finding what God says and knowing that so well and knowing it from our core so that the second a thought enters our mind that does not line up with the truth, we can recognize it immediately Mm -hmm. and make that choice to reject that thought as soon as it enters our minds. Yep. And I think there's the good reminder too that just because we think it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's ours. Like just as you said, the enemy loves to sit and plant those thoughts But I think I like to remind people Mm -hmm. of that because I think it's really a revelation because we get stuck in this thinking that just because it came to mind, I must have thought it. Therefore, it can lead to a variety of things. I think of all the shame and the guilt and the condemnation that can flood in after I've had a thought that I didn't even consciously think and how the enemy tries to get us stirred up in this whole gamut of issues simply Mm -hmm. because he planted something and we don't have the revelation that that's not my thought. And because it's not my thought, I actually can take authority over it and get back to the truth. And I think that you make such an important point that we could spend all day long chasing down lies, Mm -hmm. but how much better it is to then instead go, no, I could sit and focus on all the lies that I'm focusing on, or I can really get into the truth. And I think that even as we hit into the practical of that, people will find that, yes, you identify the lie and you deal with it. Sure. But even when we've prayed through things, as I think of with girls in the past, we identify the lie, we break it, but then we just focus on truth. We don't even talk about the lie anymore. Mm-hmm. It really is just focusing on what God says. You know, and even I think we talked about this last week, but John eight thirty two, we talk about, we always say the truth will set you free. Yes, but it's the truth that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that will set you free. Mm-hmm. Truth in the word of God that's folded up and in on your shelf isn't going to do a whole lot until you get it out and start doing something with it. And right. it's when we start to appropriate the truth of God's word and who he says that we are, that's when things start to shift. Mm-hmm. But not until then. I think that, again, we've talked about just the importance of being able to call a lie for a lie, rejecting the thoughts that come in that don't line up with the word of God. But then as far as really kind of maybe shifting over, as you mentioned, onto just focusing in on truth and what mm-hmm. is true, just a really practical thing that we encourage people to do. And like I mentioned, this is something that I do on a regular basis mm-hmm. in my own life is really whenever there is a lie that you recognize, you know what, this thing keeps popping into my mind yeah. and I can't seem to just say, I don't know why it keeps popping in and sometimes I'll dwell on it and I know this isn't true. And I'm, okay, you know, this one's going down. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, like whenever I find myself struggling with maybe a specific lie or specific thought on a regular basis, I will really start to pull out just scripture and things that the Lord has even spoken to me in my time with him Mm -hmm. and just what is true? What What is the truth of God's word? What is truth that he's spoken over my life? And I will write those things down. And here at Mercy, our our residents write out truth statements, and they are speaking those truth statements um, over their lives on a regular basis. And, you know, just the importance of honestly, not just knowing those truths and reading Mm -hmm. those truths, but also the importance of speaking them out loud on a regular basis over our own lives is so, so important. I think for there were many years where I kind of knew some of this practical process and I knew a lot of just different truths that I wrote down and I would read them and there was something massive that shifted when I stopped just reading them and started speaking them out loud and I do think that there's a lot of power 
in the fact that, you know, just speaking them out loud helps your own ears hear your voice mm-hmm. speaking truth. And yes. there's just something almost that kind of like sinks down a little bit deeper when you hear mm-hmm. the truth. But I've also come to absolutely believe that I just think that there's something on a very spiritual level that happens right. when you speak the truth out loud because um, it is it is the thing and the truth of God's word. I mean, the enemy has nothing that he can do against that. Mm-hmm. And so if he's thrown out a bunch of lies at you, when you speak the word of God in the face of that, it really shuts him up. That's right. Because like, he can't speak in the midst of truth. They have lightness and dark. They can't it coexist. And so light will push out the dark every time. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you speak the truth out loud. Um, I really think that those lies start to quiet. And so it's not just knowing it. It's not just reading it. It's not just writing it down, but it's also about speaking it and also just allowing the Lord, not just about going to scripture, but sometimes I just think going to the Lord and just being like, Lord, this is a thought that I keep struggling with. Mm -hmm. What is the truth that you say over me? And, you know, we talked a lot about hearing the voice of God back in August. If you haven't heard that, please go back and listen, because I think this is a huge one Uh um, where the Lord will really start to give you truth in your time with him. And there is just something that is completely different about Mm -hmm. hearing the voice of God speak over your life than even like hearing a good friend or hearing your spouse or hearing your mom say something nice about you. It's Mm -hmm. it's, It's a totally different level when you hear it from the Lord himself. And so also seeking that time with him and um, seeking truth from him in that way is is huge. And I would add too, Mal, I think so often we can be struggling more with the behavior like we talk about with the tree, right? That, and sometimes it's hard at first to identify right away what the lie mm-hmm. is. But I think that there's that place sometimes where it's even backing it up to going, okay, this is a behavior or an addiction or issue in my life that I continue to stumble upon, that I continue to fight with, that I can't seem to get past. And we can, like we talk about many, many times, we can get into that behavior mod thing. Like, I'm just going to cope. I'm just going to try to put some things in place so I stop doing X, Y, and Z. And like we talked about, you may get some okay results. You may start to behavior mod yourself to death Mm -hmm. and start to shift a little. But until you really get to the root, like we talk about, which also does include that lie, you're really not going to be able to really shake that thing loose the way that freedom is meant to come to us, that this is such a big part of that. And so I would even encourage our listeners, too, that sometimes there's that place of like, this is something I'm struggling with, but I don't really know how to go at it. And when we are able to step back and go, okay, Lord, instead of just focusing on the behavior, what is it that I'm believing? Whether that's about you, whether that's about myself, whether about that that's about others. And that as we really start to back it up and go, what is my belief system? What is, what is it that I'm believing that's feeding into this choice and this behavior and this cycle, this addiction, whatever it may be? When we're then able to back it up, I've seen time and time and time again that the Lord is so faithful to mm-hmm. just whisper that lie yep. that you believe you're not worthy of good things or whatever. You believe that you're too far gone to be healed, whatever it may be. I mean, it could be a million different things that we could list. But once we start to really then identify the lie, that's when we can begin to bring in truth. And so I add that too, because I think sometimes we can get into that behavior place where it's like, I don't even know what the lie is. I don't even know how to begin, but it's really stepping it back and going, okay, what is it that I often am thinking? Like you said, it's kind of paying attention to that record player in our heads Mm -hmm. that continues to loop through every time that addiction is starting to come in or every time that behavior is a struggle. And if you genuinely have no clue, that's the beauty of hearing the voice of God because he always knows. Mm -hmm. He's able to go right to the heart of the matter and really speak very plainly and simply to what it is that we're believing. And then it's taken it to that next level and going, okay, God, if that's the lie, then I break agreement with it. It has no power over me. 
what is your truth? What is it that you want me to believe about myself, about you, about others, that then begins to shift the behavior? Because when you start to believe correctly, the behavior just falls off. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't make sense to continue to struggle with an eating disorder or an addiction when I believe the truth of God and who he says that I am. It just, they don't fit. Like you just said, light and dark don't, they can't coexist. So if I really start to understand what I'm believing that's keeping me stuck, then I start to believe the truth. That behavior suddenly it starts to shift. And that's why renewing the mind is such a powerful thing because it really gets to the real foundation and the root of what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think another thing that could be helpful for people is I think about how there have been a lot of things in my life that what I was believing was in fact like the exact opposite Mm -hmm. of what was actually true. This isn't maybe like foolproof works for every situation, but I think there's a lot of times that what the enemy does Mm -hmm. because the enemy does not have the ability to create. Like he's not God, so he can't create, but what he can take is what exists and what is and Mm -hmm. twist it and distort it. And so what I found in my own life, I've also found this in the lives of some of the people that I know and love that literally what he will convince people of about themselves is in fact the exact Mm -hmm. opposite of what is true. You hear this sometimes like in, I mean, people who maybe don't even love Jesus or like in (laughs) magazines or whatever, people are like, I don't understand why people who are the most beautiful people in the world think that they're the ugliest. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's actually true. There's a lot of people who I look at, I'm like, what? Like how in the world could you struggle with your appearance when you, you know, whatever it might be. That's a little bit of a surfacey example, but I think it really shows that a lot of times like, what is absolutely the most true about you is the very thing that the enemy will convince you the mm-hmm. opposite of. So sometimes that's just another thing to look at it's when you're so like good. trying to figure out what what are the lies that maybe are at the root of some of these issues. You know, it may be that exactly the way the Lord has wired you and mm-hmm. made you and gifted you in is what the enemy has distorted and turned against. It's kind of like the so, opposite game. It really is. is what I would often yeah. say. Like, if you're feeling one way, then, you know, if you're dealing with fear, what's the opposite of fear? Yes. Well, courage. Yep. <laughs> all of, it's the opposite game so often. That's so good. And I would add too another way to really be able to identify the lies that you're believing is also to look back and see what people have spoken over you in the past, especially mm-hmm. as a kid. You know, it's the same with truth as well. If I have yep. blessings spoken over me as a child that I'm worthy and I'm loved and I'm cared for and that I've got goodness in me, I'm going to believe those things. But if I'm told that I'm worthless and I'm never going to amount to anything and all of these types of things, those become our belief system. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that can even be a helpful hint, too, to look back and to think, okay, what were the things that were spoken over me in certain seasons or by a certain person or in a certain relationship? Because we understand that words have power one way or the other. They do. And so that can be another way that we begin to identify the lies that we believe and often becomes that record player that maybe is mom's voice, maybe is dad's voice, maybe is a friend's voice, whatever Mm -hmm. that was not life giving and that did not line up with what God said. There's something to be said, too, that that can also be another means Mm -hmm. of really identifying the lies that we believe is looking back and seeing what was spoken over us over and over and over and over and over again. And once again, just taking authority over that breaking agreement and beginning to focus on truth. Yeah, that's really good. You know, I think the final encouragement that I would like to leave people with is just the importance of not giving up in this, because Mm -hmm. for so many people, the lies that we've believed, like you just said, really did start from a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them didn't get rooted in us in our 30s. Most of them got rooted in us when we were like, four or five or six, you know, or mm-hmm. preteens. I feel like that's also a season yeah, where a lot. Huge. 
And and so because of that, they built up over time and they may need to be broken down over time. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things that we have recently kind of adopted and talking about is just like trails out in the woods and right. how, you know, a trail is laid down, you know, at one point in time. But the way that that trail is maintained is by people walking on it mm-hmm. and they continue walking on it. And so that trail just stays a trail because people walk on it all the time. But if people were to stop walking on it, eventually over time, that would no longer be a trail. And how that's so similar with our thoughts that if we have a specific thought, it's one thing to think at once. But as we continue to go down that trail and continue to go down that train of thought or whatever it is you want to say, it just kind of keeps getting rooted in there deeper and deeper. And so for many of us, a lot of those lies have really been walked on a long time. Those have been some long worn trails. And so it may take some time. It may take some commitment. If you try this process once and you're like, I spoke truth statements over myself this morning. And then two hours later, I was already believing that lie again. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Keep committed to that process because it really does over time work. But it's something that does take some commitment and does take some work. And just even honestly, the power of the spirit Mm -hmm. at work in the middle of that process. But it will work. It, it really does. will work if you'll stay committed and don't get discouraged if it doesn't seem to be working fast enough. Mm-hmm. And then the cool thing, as we often talk about, is once you are a carrier of truth, you then get to give away the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of us could sit and think of one or two people that really are people who are based in truth. No matter what their story is, they carry truth. They understand who they are. They understand who God is. They're not wrapped up with a pretty bow. But they are people that you go, wow, they don't have a lot of lies in their life. They really seem to be solid and rooted Mm -hmm. in the word of God and not even just reading it, but really walking it out and understanding their true identity. Those are the type of people that are life givers and really speak destiny and purpose into people. And I want to be one of those people. But that's where this the work and the commitment sometimes comes in, especially in those areas that have been around for a while. Yeah. But you never, as we've talked over and over and over again, you never regret these seasons of really working through stuff and dealing with stuff and being becoming a carrier of truth. Mm. It may take a little while, but you never regret it it's because so then it. suddenly you're giving it away to other people too. Right. Well, you know, we've really talked a lot today just about some practical ways to work through this specific key, but we also have quite a few resources that are free on our website that I really think will help people as as they seek to renew their minds. And we have a few documents. I mean, we have one that talks about who I am in Christ. It's just a list of scriptures and statements, true statements about us. We have even another document that's, I think it's called Baggage Beliefs and Freedom Facts, but it just kind of breaks down, you know, some common lies that a lot of people might struggle with, but then the truth on the flip side of that and um, what God says and what the Word of God says. We also even just have, you know, some scriptural declarations, like Mm -hmm. a document that has a list of different declarations that you can declare over your life from, from the truth of the Word. And all of those things, I think, can really help. And just honestly, even as far as the declarations go, that piece and and speaking those truths over your life, over your family, over your spouse, over your kids, whatever it might be, and just speaking the Word of God over the people in your life and over your own life is really powerful. So I think all of those could be really helpful tools. So we just encourage you to go to mercymultiplied.com and under the resources section, there's a freedom tools link. And that's where you can find all of those different resources and many more for that matter. So uh, anyway, I believe we've wrapped up the next key, renewing the mind. Next week, we will be moving on to the next key to freedom, which is uh, choosing to forgive. Mm -hmm. So another really, really powerful and pivotal piece of this process. 
process. So we'll be looking forward to jumping into that topic with you next week.